quick thank you to our sponsors for making this podcast possible. They keep this show free to listen to. This episode is sponsored by Byheart. Byheart features a patent protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. Their formula includes the most abundant protein, alpha-lac, found in breast milk, as well as lactoferrin, the number one protein found in colostrum. Byheart is an easy-to-digest formula, which includes prebiotics and an 80-20 whey-to-casein ratio like an early breast milk, making it great for a newborn's digestive system. Byheart is the only U.S.-made infant formula made with certified clean ingredients, including organic, grass-fed, whole milk, not skim. What it doesn't have is soy, corn syrup, GMOs, or palm oil. Curious about Byheart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com forward slash podcast. Use code PEACE for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. When our kids are born, we have expectations as to how our family will interact. What we certainly aren't ready for are the struggles we encounter with the people we love the most. We are here for the parent who feels like they've tried it all, for the parent who feels like they have to yell to be heard, for the parent who is tired of timeouts and kids fighting all day. We are here for you. We believe when parents feel supported and heard, they are able to come to parenting more centered. We offer tools to navigate the messiness of life with kids. We are Peace in Parenting. Hey guys, we're back for another episode of the Peace and Parenting podcast. I'm Gemma and I'm here with Michelle. We have a special guest. Her name is Sonia and we met her in our private Facebook group and she's having a lot of success with this method of parenting and so she came on to talk to us about her kids and herself and all that she's done on her journey. Sonia, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and how old your kids are? Sure. So my daughter is four and my son is about 17 months now. And I found peace in parenting when my daughter was two and a half and my son was first born. When I had one child, you know, it was kind of easier. (laughs) I, I followed Rye. So like, I really believed in the respectful parenting approach. I mean, you know, calm and peaceful and connected and all that. So I really believed in it um, early on. But then when my son came along, it was like I was just overwhelmed completely, (laughs) sleep deprived and had two needy, clingy babies. Basically, when I started to research more, I was like, I just can't handle this overwhelm. So I needed to connect with other people who had more than one kid and who could actually implement being calm and patient with that kind of pressure of two kids. I don't think you're alone. I think it's very common to have one kid and you're like, oh, I can handle this. No problem. Connection, attachment, ride, all good. (laughs) But then you add in the second child and it's like you are no longer taking a nap with the baby. You're no longer able to resource yourself. You have a child who needs you watching you with an infant who totally needs you. And that in itself, the infant toddler thing is enough to push anybody over the edge. And you watch your toddler become a different person in front of you. Caleb was so timid and sweet. And then did that happen with your daughter? Like then they become this rebellious. (laughs) You don't know what's happening. Yes. I, she was like a totally different person completely. I felt like 
I ruined her by having another you child. Didn't, I, almost, yeah. I felt guilty. Of course not. I know like in the long term, it's great for them. But yeah, in that first year, I felt like, wow, what have I done? And am I doing this to her? Am I not parenting right? There were so many things going through my head and I was feeling so guilty. And I think a lot of that I would harbor and keep inside and have this guilt build up. On top of that, being sleep deprived and having kids needing me, I wasn't taking care of myself properly. And I was just like neglecting myself. And then it passed on to my kids, you know, just not being the parent that I'd always dreamed of being. And I didn't have a great example growing up, that kind of thing. So for me, I was just like trying to catch everything I could to get a glimpse of what I really wanted in life and what I wanted my everyday to look like. So it was a big, I think, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) I think you're right. I think it's like all of those things. It's not just that your kids are fighting or that you have to breastfeed or that you're sleep deprived. It's that plus your own childhood, plus the expectations of society, plus this image you have in your head of what motherhood should be. I know for me, I was like, oh, I'm going to have the perfect family and I'm going to have two kids and there. Everyone's going to be sweet and kind because I'm sweet and kind. We're all all I have to do is love them. Right. And then everything will be okay. And then I turn into like a screaming monster because nobody wanted to put their shoes on. You know, it's like, wait, how did we get here and how do I get out of here? Because this is not where I want to be. And I think I think it's all of us. So what do you think is like the top whatever three to five things that have really helped you? Okay. So the things that have helped me most in dealing with outbursts and emotions. So my daughter really had a hard time adjusting to having a brother and it's taken her a long time. She still really, really struggles with it. And it's an everyday thing. And we do believe she has some sensory stuff too. And he is literally like her complete opposite and triggers everything in her all the time. (laughs) And it becomes overwhelming a lot. But I'm shaking my say, head over here because like, I'm like, yes, me too, me too. We me too. both are. This is baby number two. They're little pesters. Yes. And it's like he knows exactly what she hates like just every day. But it's gotten better and it's gotten easier. And what I've really implemented was the empathy. Like straight off the bat, I go to empathy when those heated moments arise and using the connection. And even when they're fighting or whatever, I just really go to that first. And it makes everything easier every step after that. If I explode or I blame or a yell or anything. It's complete opposite. It literally takes a whole day to kind of like get back to a good place. Um, so empathy, but before all that is special time. I have, I religiously do that. (laughs) I have to do that every day. She comes to expect it now and it really makes everything better. She knows she's going to have that time with me. So she doesn't, she's not so clingy and begging for my attention all the time. It's just, okay, well, we will have our time when he goes down for his nap to spend 30 minutes together and just play or talk or read or whatever she wants to do. And I always let her lead it. And she has really come a long way with letting her feelings out then too. So we do have some like I didn't really mean to do this, but kind of like scheduled meltdowns has kind of (laughs) happened in those times. And she uses like her baby doll to kind of express what she's feeling. And it's been amazing to see because I see her processing things that I don't think she ever even knew she had inside of her. And it's made all the difference because when they come back later and they're playing, like after nap time, quiet time, she'll say, I'm so excited to play with my brother and and you after quiet time. Before it was like, I don't want to be anywhere near him. And now sometimes she's really excited to play with him. 
And yeah. yeah, I think it has a lot to do with her processing things, letting go of those feelings and then being ready to be a kid again. I think you're exactly right. And I think that is a big piece that people often don't get to or see. They don't get far enough in the process mm-hmm. to see like if you do special time every single day, it will morph into this incredible, happy plus sad, just safe place. And I think it does take that. Don't you think Gemma takes that every day doing it? Yeah, the consistency. So the kids know like, this is my space. This is all my moment, like however I want to use it. And they do end up using it like they really use their brain for whatever reason, as little as they are, their brain tells them like, oh, you're going to get what you need here you're going to show all your feelings and you're going to get the empathy that you need because that's what you need to process. It's incredible. I think it's like a science experiment. Yes. That's what I kind of liken it to. I'm like, I feel like I'm kind of studying my child in that way. And I'm like, I feel like a child psychologist over here (laughs) watching these emotions. Yes, you are. (laughs) I feel like I really need it too, especially with Jonah, who is just my little button pusher. It's my space for me to feel better about parenting him if that makes sense like I need to see that softer side of him every single day or I like build up all this resentment towards him and that's not healthy for either of us well we need the connection too right like it isn't really just them connecting with us it is us connecting with them and that our limbic system is getting what it needs and for me I always say like it makes parenting worth it Because I feel like I'm seeing my kid who, like Gemma said, for who they are, that they really are this like special being. And you don't get to see that when you're making lunch and trying to go to baseball or trying to get people out the door to go to the park. It's just like we get stuck with the task and this really slows you down so you can just enjoy. Yeah. Sonia, I wanted to ask you about your inner work because you talked a lot about like healing your inner child. And I For me, that's kind of what helped me with parenting too. So how did you go about that? How did you find out about it? What did you do? I think that was when I first started following your podcast and then joining the group on Facebook. I think Michelle had a, I I did one of your courses, one of the first ones that I, I mean, maybe you did some before that, but it was one of the first ones I experienced. And I did that and I, you had talked a lot about journaling and how it really helped you get through some of these things that were like inside you that you didn't really know how to work through and um, help you to be a better parent. And so I really started to focus on journaling. And I started, you know, when he was first born, I started doing the future self journaling that the holistic psychologist had put out. Love and her. That, yeah, I, oh my goodness, I could like go on and on about how wonderful that was. <laughs> and I do it every day religiously. And I tell so many people about it, because like, it really can make a difference. Like when you just have your mindset in a good place every day. And then what I ended up doing more of was actually journaling, like you had said, when you have those trigger moments, and you have these explosions or whatever is going on that you just feel like you need to start figuring out, I really started to journal more and more about what is this inside of me that I'm feeling this angry over something that's so trivial or whatever it was like between my kids fighting or my daughter acting a certain way. And it helped me realize that, yeah, I'm probably playing out what I experienced as a child her age or you know, when a sibling came along in my family, if I was having a hard time, like, I just don't remember any of it. So I tried to like journal more and more. And it gave me more compassion for her feelings. And then um, at the same time, it helped me have more compassion for myself, because I could kind of like see I'm a person too, and I can have feelings and it's okay. And so it's given me a lot of self compassion, and then also taking care of myself in that way. And then 
I think over time, it's just eased the frustration and the expectation that I have for how she reacts and how they behave Or how you react. Yes, that too. Just like forgiving yourself because it's not your fault that you didn't get what you needed when you were a kid. And so it's like, of course, we end up yelling or shaming or whatever, because we have these unmet needs that are just stuck and we can't get them out. But I think you're right, though, journaling for me, too. I started remembering things as I was writing. You know, I would be like, oh, yeah, when I was eight, my this, that. And then these, like, floods of memories. Like, people will say, oh, I don't remember anything. But if you start writing about it, I bet you start remembering stuff that you never even knew was there. Yes. And then you start thinking of yourself as a kid. And it really does, like you said, it makes you have compassion for your child because you're like, nobody had compassion for me. If they just would have had empathy for me. I would have been so much better off and that just triggers you to have more compassion and empathy for your own child. Mm -hmm. So true. That has helped me a lot. And just having a routine every day that my kids have come to expect. I don't do too much. Like I just don't overwhelm our schedule or anything. And it's just (laughs) a little bit of outdoor time every day. We need that. But um, I exercise every morning before they wake up. I make sure, you know, we have healthy food and I try to connect with another adult every day and my husband's home. So that helps. I have him to talk to too. But also as I've evolved as a parent and just a person, I feel like it's allowed me to let go more and use play more when I'm disciplining. I feel like before I was so uptight and like had harbored all that guilt and like, you know, resentment against with whatever, like this life change that I've been through and that I didn't have control over every part of my life anymore. And um, so now that I feel like I'm letting go and having a little more fun. Like I can use play more creatively in those difficult moments, which has been really great because I never really did it before. Like it took me a long time to really get there. I don't even realize that I'm being so serious with them until now I'm like, oh yeah, I can just make this into a fun thing when they don't want to transition or they can't really get out of like a funk. So I'll try to come in with just some kind of play, like using voices or puppets or anything like that. And they just love it. Like it doesn't even have to be anything extreme and they just love it. You're doing it all. You are doing everything. I'm really trying. I feel like this You really are. (laughs) It's been great. That's what we always say. If you do all the things, that's when you see the best results. If you just like do special time, but you're not playing or setting limit you get a little progress but you can't fully get there without it all yes exactly and it's hard to just do it overnight that's what I realized too is like I wanted like things to change really quickly and it was easy for me to like start with the empathy I mean special time was a given I can fit that into my day so that was probably the easiest and then the empathy like really going to that first was kind of a challenge for a long time. But then I really got kind of a hang of it. And the self care also helped with that too. Like if I'm in a good state of mind, I don't just jump into whatever emotion I'm feeling, I try to listen to her first and connect and, you know, try to think rationally. And then I feel better about myself after I'm not holding all this like, oh, I totally messed up that time. I'm a terrible parent and all that. And then the play has kind of naturally come along because I kind of let go and allowed myself to just be in a peaceful state of mind. Yeah, you were in a space where you can actually be playful because you're 
mm-hmm. doing all the rest. But I really want to point out like all of this is connection. Like mm-hmm. all of this is connection. So when we talk about, and I know a lot of people will be like, oh yeah, I connect with my kids. I connect with my kids, but th- this isn't working. Like give me something else. And I'm like, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> no, this is connection. This big, huge onion of things that you're supposed to be kind of doing every day. So those people who are listening, like Sonia's doing it. This is do- <laughs> really doing it. It's like, I'm doing the play. I'm doing the special time. I'm, you know, taking care of myself. I'm trying to re- evolve. I'm journaling. I'm, it's like a program you really do have to work. And I think you're, mm-hmm. you're doing amazing. Oh, thank you. I don't feel like that every day. And if you saw our household this morning, you'd be like, yikes. <laughs> but that's but that is amazing, right? Life. That's like yeah. you had a terrible morning and you got through it. It's going to keep happening. I had a terrible night with Esme last night, but you know what, that's just life. And it's never going to be this perfect picturesque thing. Life is messy. It's full of feelings. People have bad days. No matter how connected you are, you're going to have a bad day. And I think that it's, whereas it used to be like the whole day, like now I move through it the fastest and I help them move through it. And it's, doesn't just linger and it doesn't build up day after day. It's like, okay, we had this tough morning and we got through it and we had some special time and some empathy mixed in there and we played and my daughter was like totally regulated and able to say, see you later during quiet time. I'll go do my thing while you do your thing. Like it just is a lot better. Yeah. So good. And you said your relationship with her, like you had a really good relationship, then you had a baby and it dipped and now you feel like you have a strong relationship with her again. Yes. So we were like, you know, we did everything together in the beginning because we had, we actually moved when she was a baby. So I didn't know anyone here and, you know, I would just take her out and like at home it was just the two of us. And then my husband worked from home, but it wasn't like he was always playing and like engaged with us. So I think she came to just expect it to always be us. (laughs) And then when it wasn't and I was overwhelmed, I was kind of like, I need space and you're needing me too much. And, you know, I was yelling and just all these emotions that I didn't know I had inside of me, like a lot of anger and stuff that I did not know I was holding in. And she was scared of me. Like she didn't want to connect with me. She didn't want to be around me. And she would call for me in the night because I think that was the only time she really felt like I was being sweet to her because, you know, in the night it's different. You're like kind of in a quiet state and you're like, oh, it's okay. Well, we'll snuggle for a little bit or whatever, you know, and I think she was expecting like, this is the only time I'm going to get your full attention and kind attention instead of like yelling and all the, I don't know, drama that came along. Yeah. I think that's a really good notice for people out there who like, oh, my kid's having sleep problems. I'm like, yeah, your kid's having sleep problems, but it's likely a connection problem because they're, they're wanting to connect and they're waking up in the middle of the night because they're emotional self is waking them up because they can't sleep because they need something. It's an unmet need. Right. And I think that's a really good notice. Yes, I think that's exactly what was going on. And then Mm -hmm. just in the last six months, I've really like hunkered down here. Then it really takes work, but it's not like it's overwhelming or bad work. It's like it makes you feel better inside. Over time, you realize like, oh, wow, this is actually changing me and my kids. And yeah. Yeah, you just gave me shivers. Yeah. got chills. That's so good. I'm so happy for you guys. (laughs) Thanks. Gemma, is there anything else we need to ask this lovely lady? I don't think so. I think it's awesome. Everything you're doing, good for you. And keep in touch with us. 
thank you so much for sharing your story. Thank you for everything you've done. This is why I'm where I'm at because of this podcast. So I really appreciate it so much. That's so sweet. Keep up the great work. (laughs) Oh, thank you. (laughs) Gemma works her butt off on this thing. Just everybody, FYI. (laughs) She really does. Okay, I think we're good. Thank you, Sonia, so much. And we'll see you in our in our virtual places. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much. We'll be back next week.